At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. What's up, guys? Welcome to Knife Talk. This is the only, well, it's not the only, it's one of the only, it's only one of the only high level, you know what, that's not good either. This is a podcast for knife makers, <laughs> knife enthusiasts, DIYers, and everybody else. I'm Jeff Fader of Fader Knives. With me is Mareko Momasi, Momasi Fire Arts, and freshly back from France, freshly back from England. <laughs> Excuse me. Freshly back from Wales. Thank you. Pardon me. Craig Lockwood, Shop Knives. What's going on? How are we all? Doing good. Good, good, good. Tired. Yes. Tired. Well, tell me about it. So you said freshly back from France. Um, we had a nightmare journey. So I remember when we went over, I told you how easy. It was 12 hours door to door. Super, super simple. Um, this was 18 hours um, stuck in. The, I've never seen rain like it. We're driving through Paris. And driving through wow. Paris at the best of times is never nice. Um, just because scooters everywhere and it cut in front of you is crazy. But... Um, the rain was so bad, at one point we saw a shoe floating down the motorway. A shoe floating <laughs> towards us. It was crazy. It was a river. It was basically a river. Um, wow. So, yeah, so it was a nightmare journey. Nightmare journey. But I'm back, and it's lovely to be back in the normal studio. Hopefully we're not going to get any sort of glitches at all or anything like that this week. Um, and it's just nice to be back. So I've been doing some knife stuff, which is really nice. Um, so I've been heat-treating um, springs ready for these folder knives. Um, I've had a full week of it, really. Um, I've been doing that. I've been working on the book, which we've talked about. Um, what else? I I I joined a band. I joined a band this week. So um, <laughs> yeah, it's something that I, I've wanted to do for a long time. As you know, when I was younger, I was in and out of little bands, that kind of thing, through school and that. Um, but you know, nothing serious because you know, my age, I'm never going to be a rock star anymore. But um, yeah, there's 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 a local band around here, and they, they you know they do weddings and they do all the sort of um, events in all the villages that kind of thing. And I love it. They were like, we you know we need a guitarist. And I'm like, well, okay, okay. But um, I'm the youngest in the band by at least twenty years. 
Holy they're shit. pretty old. Wow. Oh my so, god! Yeah. So they're like in their eighties. Yeah, not quite. Not quite. Sixties. Oh. Sixties. Yeah. So it's a lot of um, ACDC, Pink Floyd, uh, Rolling Stones, that kind of stuff. But um, hopefully, I'll be able to sort of wing in a few sort of newer songs occasionally. Um, but yeah, that should be fun. So yeah, aside from that, I've been trying. I've, I've got an inbox which is just like groaning over, groaning over. So I'm slowly getting through that. So if anybody's emailed me, um, you know, looking to order a knife or anything like that at all, I'm going to get to them by the end of this week. Definitely, it's just it's just a lot at the moment on my plate. So we're getting there. We're getting there. But it's yeah, it's great to be back. It's a bit of normality, and the sun is shining, and um, everything is positive. Everything is positive. I'm surprised it took so long for you to get across the border. The it doesn't normally, um, but we we missed the uh, the train that that, that this, basically it's a, there's a tunnel that goes under under the water under the sea between the UK and France, and we missed that train. And because they're not doing many at the moment, because not many people are traveling, obviously, uh, it was a three hour wait. So that was part of it. So we had to wait around for three hours. But actually, getting through the border is pretty simple. You show your papers and and, you, and you're gone. It's yeah, that's not a problem. It's just the fact that we've missed our our connection, if you like. Mm. Well, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. So, Chip, why aren't you in your car? Have you have you crashed it? Have you let your daughter drive it and she's crashed it? What's going on? How dare you? That's outrage. <laughs> That's a total outrage. Um, I, you know what? I thought that the people on this who are watching needed. I got too many complaints. I looked homeless, so I figured I'd give this one a whirl, and uh, it sounded pretty good on uh, full blast. So I figured. Why not give it a try? Why don't we try to upgrade the visuals? Yeah. So. Well, a good look. you talked for, was it two, two and a half hours full blast on your no. own this week? It was a long hour show, just on your minutes. own. Or hour and 50. Wow. Shouldn't have been that long. Wow. I should, have tr- I should have trimmed some of the fat, but it was funny. I had some issues. We had issues. Had yeah. Heartbreaking issues. For those who don't know why, wh- why did you end up doing it on your own? You got to listen to the Full Blast podcast. Ah. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> I got to bring the numbers up you. Come on. What are you, nuts? What am I going to tell everything? However, I will say that I did a horrendous story at the end, a true horrendous story that I uh, embarrassed my entire family with, and I don't regret it at all. So I, I, it, was, oh. Uh, wow. you know, it was terrible, a terrible thing I did. It was still funny. <laughs> so, Knife-wise, what's been going on? Well, Ten minutes ago, I was gluing up this 12-inch brisket slicer, so I was like pedal to the metal this whole week. I'm um, trying to get about 20 knives done by the end of the what middle to the end of July, just to kind of clear the plate. And um, I had a friend of mine who uh, I did some postgraduate art stuff with. Um, he came in a couple, a number of, you know, about a month or two ago, and he had um, pictures of this Porsche and it was called the Gulf oil livery and it was blue baby blue with orange and white and black. And he says, you think you could, you think you could do this color scheme? So I ended up getting some Tiffany blue, uh, G 10 and I kind of put something together and it, I finished it. I finished it all this morning and, uh, he was super happy and, um, it was a neat, it was neat to find different colored, different tones of uh, G10. You know, G10 doesn't really have a whole lot of 
you know, color way. Mm. So I was able to um, get something real nice, and he's going to stop by tomorrow. He was actually going to stop by five minutes ago, and I was just like, yeah, let's just do this tomorrow. I just thought, yeah, that would have been great. Hey, man, what's going on? My customer's coming in, and we do the <laughs> business transaction on the on the. On that the, would on be the good. That podcast. would be good. But the, the colors were, were incredible. Yeah, it's those old yeah, Porsche, Porsche racing colors, I think, aren't they? Well, the blue's a little bit... I See, I, I had to go with... The blue is, you know, the blue from this Porsche is a little bit more like a baby blue. And this blue was, this blue wasn't, I don't know if I could have, I could have probably gone with the royal blue, but I really wanted something lighter. And I wanted, I've been waiting to try this Tiffany blue. I, I'll, you know, here will brown bag it. I got it from Pops, Pops Knife Supply. I've been getting, oh boy. I've been kind of like going to all these other different places to get some weird stuff. I got some of that weird, crazy handle material that you have. Um, not the same kind, but I found uh, one of the one of the listeners of the podcast clued me in on uh, those kind of like corally looking. Oh, like, like the crazy fiber, Juma. crazy fiber right. stuff. Right, right. Yeah. So they're very much along the lines of they look kind of like Keith Haring scribbles. And I got some of that, and mm. I've been kind of getting different colored G10 dowels. And oh, shout out to shout out to I'm gonna hot tip right off the shoot. Shout out to Chris Zepp who told me I was looking for bits, drill bits that were a little bit oversized than quarter inch and um, three eighths. And he told me to get an E an E and an F for the quarter inch and a V for the three eighths. And I believe the E is the correct size if you want to put a quarter inch dowel in and a V is the correct size drill if you want to put a three-eighths dowel in and i was surprised at how you know it was just just a tiny bit so i didn't have to i didn't have to sand down any of the dowels it fit almost like you know perfectly and then g10 has a tendency to kind of bruise so it really kind of made it a better fit and i actually did a doing a fillet knife that i got to use it with um two days ago and it's really great so look into Letter bits, guys. Letter bits. I'm sure. I'm sure people would definitely say, without question, millimeters is fine too. But I, why I is it? Do why that. does it need to be so complicated? We've got these fractional bits. We've got letter Dude, bits. We've got you millimeter. Are, oh, it's crazy. You're telling me. I mean, you're telling me there are languages where they don't use past or present. So we should be <laughs> doing that too. So yeah. I mean, like you know, everything complicated is our is our na- is human nature. Hmm. Mm. Morocco, your week. What's what's been going on? Uh, before I get into my week, I actually just want to give uh, another shout out to Colton Ferguson and his family. Their daughter has been going through some health stuff lately, and uh, she's getting better, uh, which is really great. She's not out of the woods, um, but you know she was hooked up to all kinds of machines and stuff. Poor little baby girl's like two years old or something like oh, that. Super geez. young. Um, yeah, she had MRSA, I believe. So, anyways, she's on the men. She's doing. She's doing great. She's talking and play, being a little playful. It's sweet. So, I just want to say congratulations to them. I'm still keeping them in my heart, in my in my heart, in my thoughts. Um, and then, so on to the rest of the week. Uh, I I found a knife in my backyard. Actually, uh, one of yours. Last, no, I don't know where it came from. What kind and of what it's like this tiny I wish I you know what I'm such an idiot I should have brought it um it's only about maybe five or six inches long it's just it's like a little letter opener um 
but I have no idea where it came from. And it's in a part of the yard that we, me and my son, and we all like walk around and play, play around in all the time. So my first thought was one of my asshole neighbors threw something, threw it like into our yard where our kids play. And I'm just like, oh my God, oh my God, where did this come from? And then it dawned on me that we have a lot of crows near us. And Uh I occasionally put stuff out for them. And we think our, our running theory right now is that the one of the crows brought one of their shiny trinkets as a thank you, which is apparently a thing they do. And it just happens wow. to be a knife. And I just happen to be a knife maker. That's so crazy. The crows. Wow. Yeah. So uh, that was that was a funny thing. Um, funny. I I read like knife wise, it's just normal business around here, honestly. Um, I did see that Aaron Goff. I'm just gonna kind of go over some of the stuff I saw over the last week, though. Sure. Aaron Goff was doing some stuff with pressurized chamber and stuff. If anybody saw that, don't do it. If you didn't <laughs> see his post saying "Don't do it," do not do it. Um, but then go go and check out his feed and go check out his post. I'm sure he's gonna talk about it on the podcast. Um, but it's very dangerous what he was kind of lining himself up to do, yeah. and, uh, and <laughs> yeah. he's he's not gonna be doing that anymore. Well, he's coming um, on the full blast podcast. So I'll kind of sh- I'll rattle the cage if you want me to, Morocco. I'll shake the I'll rattle him around a little bit. If you want. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, actually, I was listening to your podcast, Jeff, this last week, and you you said something that I've heard you say. I think in a couple other conversations, I think here on our podcast as well as another. Um, but you said that when you were talking to Nick Rossi, you were saying something about seeking enlightenment. You've you've mentioned that you're 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 more trying to seek enlightenment through the way you're working or the finding inspiration. I I don't know what you mean by that exactly, and I was hoping that you could expand on that a little bit because yeah. I'm very curious. Well, I think that what happens is is we have the we have the and I'm not trust me. I'm not about to go into the lotus position and give you the fucking third <laughs> eye. That's not going to happen. Not but even it's a more pink, along the lines. Not of, even a little pinky. And... No, it's it's more along the lines. He's practicing of, with his Rima this week. He, he wants to show us that third eye. Listen, <laughs> 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 that was a good one. The Rima, bringing back the Rima. I'm with you. Um, it's it's more along the lines of I think that we have this idea that we're going to be proficient in everything immediately and that we're just going to we're waiting we're waiting we're waiting to get to a certain level and i've through everything i've been doing running has been one of those things and forging and stuff like that i've given up on trying to reach a you know a tangible level and I'm accepting the day-to-day and understanding that there's there's growth involved in whatever I'm doing without being like, what's taking so long? Mm-hmm. So I'm, that's and the enlightenment is more along the lines of just keep doing what you're doing, accept what you're, what's happening every day, and don't be impatient in regards to the perceptions of what you're trying where you're trying to be and nick and i both agreed with that i mean it's a more it's a very much along the lines of i think we have i think you know especially with a lot of students who take classes and try to they want they want to get to a certain level and there's this i think the abs especially has created this concept that like there's a there's a um, a timeline in regards to your proficiency. And I think that it can be, especially when you talk to a lot of, um, 
master bladesmiths and junior uh, journeyman smiths, they kind of say, yeah, you get this. You, you, I'm never going to be a master. I mean, if you talk to Jordan Lamote today, he's going to tell you, I'm, I have the designation of being a master, but I have so much more to learn. And I'm just kind of more, that's my opinion of what enlightenment is, is accepting what's going on and not forcing myself to be at a certain level by a certain time. And it's made me much more relaxed. Mm. That make more sense? Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I've got a sort of similar sort of theory with that. So um, as you can probably tell from the guitars behind, I, you know, I play instruments and, you know, being in a band is always something I've always wanted to do. And I've always thought, you know, time is running out. I'm never going to be like a rock star, which, you know, which is ridiculous even to think because the amount of people who are, you know, minuscule. Um, but it's like just we talked earlier about, you know, joining the band. But um, it was just last week I realized, well, I don't have to be in a cool band who are going to, you know, get a record deal and all the rest of it. And that's gone. But by not doing it anyway, I'm not fulfilling what I want to be doing. So, you know, so I've joined this band now and there's no, there's no way we're going to, you know, have record deals and all the rest because they'll bloody die. You know, halfway in a gig, some of these, they're, they're pretty old. Um, but it's just the fact that I'm okay with that and I'm making the most of it and enjoying what I'm doing. It doesn't have to lead anywhere. Um, so I think that's a sort of similar kind of feeling yeah. maybe. And maybe you get that when you get to a certain age maybe where you think, okay, I haven't achieved what I wanted to achieve, but if I keep chasing that, I'm not necessarily, it's not necessarily going to make me happier. I can just, I can just relax and do what I enjoy doing, you know? Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just talking politics. I don't know. Do, do you hear the race cars going in the background? Yes. Yeah. Is that, is that, <laughs> what is that? Well, I'm my shot. Well, this is the reason why I usually am in the Jeep. So I'm parallel to this uh, Route 9, which is kind of like a sh- small highway. And on Friday afternoons, especially, people are going full blast <laughs> on the straightaways. So you're going to be here. I got the gate. I got the gate down. So I get the lighting good. You're going to hear some revving of engines. Yeah, it's so. fine. It's fine. You can barely it didn't hear mean it. To, it, when you when you were talking about your enlightenment, you were completely blown out of the door. Blown that your doors were blown out by, you know, some race car. So oh, I apologize. Right. We we can I barely hear your it. enlightenment. We can barely hear it. <laughs> barely hear it. Um, where were we? Yeah. So Maraca, we were saying um, knives this week. You said it's the same as usual. Nothing. Nothing special happening yeah. this week. Same as usual. Um. I guess I'll I'll finish my week with one last thing from Can Iron. Um, so after the event, they they kept all the recordings of all the different com- uh, conversations and demonstrations. So if any of you have signed up for or were, attended that, you now have access to that information to go back and refer to. And I gotta I owe a big apology. <laughs> there were times where I was like showing a piece of paper up to the screen and I was talking in like between the screen and my microphone and you couldn't barely hear me like the sound you were getting was like a little bit like reflecting off my body like this and you know it sounded terrible to them and so i want to apologize for that uh if you crank up the volume though you can still hear what i'm saying it's just it's very muffled so i apologize for that i'm sure it was is that available to see anywhere then you said you said they recorded it Where, it's available for attendees although right, okay. i wonder if they might like grant access for like a smaller fee or something because mm. it's like post event to have access to the different demonstrators and the different conversations um yeah and one well, last when, thing oh go ahead i was going to say when rainy day shows up we'll squeeze him 
There you go. He's yeah. gonna show up in the chat. Sure we'll enough. Well, him. we'll I mean, him. he's teach. He's got a class he teaches apparently right now in the middle of the day because he's a yeah. he's a school teacher. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see. Um, yeah. I used to have my ears pierced, or I I I pier- I got my ears pierced when I uh, I don't even know what like my early 20s or something like that. And my kid all of a sudden was like, oh, daddy, where are your earrings? <laughs> and so I found my old earrings and I oh, threw, wow. them, threw them back in. And I was amazed that the holes didn't close up. That's and, what she um, said. Yeah. Wide all right. open. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Show up Jesus Christ. That's it. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Any excuse. Any excuse. Uh, you know what? Right. It's it's. We should probably get on with. Um... Knife Talk is sponsored by Even Heat, the manufacturers of the finest heat treat ovens available. To find your next oven, go to evenheat-kiln.com. And don't actually go to Salt Ceramics because they are a distributor of Even Heats, and we can get you discounts. We can get you seventy dollars off, I think it is, as well as free shipping throughout uh, the U.S. Um, and you can spec the machine exactly how you want it. So if you go to knifetalk.net forward slash heat, that'll take you directly to Soul Ceramics. It'll automatically apply the discounts. And you can spec out the machine exactly how you want it, whether you want the 120, the 240, the extra long one, the, all the new fancy gubbins or not. Um, knifetalk.net forward slash heat. And you can also see that down in the uh, down in the description. So it's been a while since we've done any of these, but what do you guys think about... <laughs> so, Millionaire, the quiz. We haven't done one for a bunch of weeks, and I haven't been in the studio here. Um, so anybody in the chat, um, so for those listening on a Monday morning, maybe she's should explain. We record this as well live on YouTube. So we've got a bunch of people in the chat who are sort of watching and contributing and all that kind of thing. So if you're in the chat, please don't help them out unless they ask. We all know the rules. It's who wants to be a millionaire, but you've got two lifelines. One lifeline being ask those in the audience, who are those in the live chat at the moment, and the other being phone a friend. Five questions each. Who would like to go first? Mareko's the champion, so he should go. I'm happy to go first. Okay, Mareko is first. Are we ready? Eyes down. What is the most common colour of toilet paper in France? Is it A, white, B, pink, C, beige, or D, brown? Fuck, that's a tough one. It is a tough one. I have no fucking idea. I mean, obviously, we have white here in the U.S., but I've also seen, like, recycled paper, toilet paper, like that eco paper that's usually a brown or a beige. Um, I'm going to have to ask the audience, unfortunately. Oh. Terrible. Those in the audience, please, A for white, B for pink, C for beige, D for brown. Let's see what you guys think. I'm going to be so pissed if it's just white. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody in the audience would like to give any answers? A, Nobody white, wants to help me. <laughs> B, Nobody wants to help them. I know we've got some French people in the audience. Okay, Griffith's Handmade Knives is saying B. 
Um, L. Sycan Blacksmith, did you say an A? Um, and some people just saying they don't know. Um, so wow. I think you're going to have to take a guess, maybe. Mr. Rhodes Brown. 5 is saying pink to somebody saying beige. We got a couple of browns because that's Jeez, how it ends up. You guys are not helping at all. This is not. This isn't good at all. Oh yeah, <laughs> no idea. It's like no when people idea. do the uh, the Amazon reviews. Some fucking say, guy says I don't know. I've never green. had it. Holy cow! This is gonna be oh hilarious. I'm this out is... on the color to- toilet paper, dude. You know, I'm trying to you're think. Getting who... Screwed by the audience. You're getting screwed. <laughs> can't ask them. No, can't. Yeah, we could try finding Greg's wife again, maybe. No, uh. Uh shit. Literally. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. I see a lot of bees. That's oh god. This is so dumb. I'm gonna say B pink. You're gonna say B pink. You are correct. You are Thank correct. Thank you, all the people, Sam, Griffith's handmade, <laughs> everybody who said pink. Are you a float That's sli- a strange gig. It's strange that I f- I figured that they wouldn't want anything that would be extra work. Yeah, I think it's a strange one. And I did see it, um, I heard it this week, and I was like, well, that, that's, you would have thought white or maybe beige. But uh, anyway, number two. The average Persian, Persian, person, Persian. does what? <laughs> the, the average Persian does what 13 times a day? Laughs, farts, sneezes, or scratches? Wow. In the audience, uh, please keep quiet. This is, this is very serious, this. Very serious. Right, yeah. I was going to say, I feel like I heard a stat about farts, an average of farts being around that number. But is that your final answer? Scratch, you know what? I want it to be farts, so I'm going to say farts. <laughs> it's wrong. It's oh, laughs. damn it. The average person laughs. Maybe not if they listen to this podcast, but um, the average person laughs 13 times a day. That's so it. we're going to carry we're on. So keep you got, going. You got one out of two. We are going to carry okay. on. Um, number three. All right, we're doing grand total at the end, right? Who entered a contest to find his own lookalike and came third? Was it Ricky <laughs> Gervais? Was it Elvis Presley? Was it Adolf Hitler, who was famous for entering competitions? Or was it was it D. Charlie Chaplin? Yeah, in a sense of humor. Yeah. Wow, I want to say Ricky. I want to know Ricky the answer. Gervais. You it's do quite, know the it's, answer. It's quite a common well, question, this. Isn't okay, it? I'm going to say Ricky Gervais. Because I know Jeff is a big fan of Ricky Gervais. I didn't have anything to do with this. I didn't have anything to do with this I know. question. Is that your final answer, Morocco? It's either, it's either that or Elvis. <laughs> I don't know. Go. Uh, a. You're wrong again. Shit. See? One out of three. It was I knew Charlie I Chaplin. Damn it. Charlie Chaplin. Who would have thought? I anyway. Did. Number four. French oh artist Aquabus paints cows <laughs> with what material? Is it bull sperm? Jesus. Is it cow shit? Is it milk? Or is it farmer's snot? Did you make these questions up? Where did these questions <laughs> come from? <laughs> I made them up. I, I hear something on the radio and I'm like, well, I'm going to make questions. Bull sperm. Oh my God. See, bull sperm, milk. cow shit, milk, or farmer's snot? Milk. Wrong again. Wrong again. It's cow yeah. shit. French mm. artist Aquabus paints paints cows with cow shit. Ugh. 
the French VFC. Disgusting. This is terrible. I feel like, <laughs> one, I'm definitely not winning, but I feel like I'm also not really learning anything very interesting. <laughs> I, you know what? <laughs> you not winning at this is probably a better sign for the person that you are. <laughs> Quite possibly. Seriously. Yeah, sure. Seriously. <laughs> okay. If you knew that it was cow shit. I didn't also, I also, I didn't know that this show was going to, or this quiz was going to be so poop themed. Yeah, it's, it, well, it's quite broad. It's quite broad, but there's, there's, yeah. We when we got back the next when we got back to the UK, uh, the next day we were, um, you know, the, the kids, you know, they need to get. They've been in the car for so long. We need to get them out, so we took them to the local zoo, and um, just for the day, so they could stretch their legs. And Molly just walking around going. <laughs> I can smell poo. I can smell poo. So maybe that's why it's stuck in my head. I don't know. Uh, I got you. <laughs> anyway, number five. Are we ready? Last question. <laughs> Native to the Caribbean, what sort of animal is the mountain chicken? Mm. Is it a turkey, a goat, a frog, or a llama? And just to say, you've you only had one right so far. Yeah. Chicken. No pressure. No pressure. I'm going to say chicken. I was trying to think. The Caribbean. Native to the Caribbean. Goats are everywhere. Turkeys are mostly a North American animal. Doesn't say, I mean, it mean native doesn't mean exclusive. Yeah. These turkey. questions. Let's go maybe, for turkey. Maybe think about to give you a clue. Maybe think about <laughs> hey, think about taste. Maybe not necessarily the way they look. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> How does that help them taste? Of course they're eating it. So what then? Frogs? I don't know what. Jesus! I just want this to be done. See frogs. <laughs> <laughs> I put so much effort into this, and you guys, I just want it done. Um, you are correct. Two out of five from a record. Wow. I'm go. so proud of myself. Out of <laughs> what we do, we'll carry on with the show and we'll come back to uh, Jeff's uh, maybe a little bit later. Um, so, Jeff, maybe. do we have any um, any questions? We hey, do man. have some questions. Can I ask you a question? Guys, if you want to interact with the show, you can send us a DM at Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram and you can ask questions. We got some good questions from our listeners. Um, this was a late day ent- uh, late entrance, but is a good one. Ryanson of Jean asks, "Hello, new to knife making. Work with ten- working with 1075. My knives are not coming out hard after the quench, and it's made me realize how much I don't know about heat treating. What's the best comprehensive resource to learn about annealing, quenching, tempering, and any other metallurgical information?" What do you think, guys? I think his name there we is. There we go. There we go. Ryan, son of Juan. Is that his name on Instagram? Oh, right. Okay. Ryanson. I thought I heard you say Ryanson. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I think uh, the knife knife engineering by Doctor Laren Thomas. Yeah. Yes. That's going to be your good resource. Yeah, we, we've had him on the show in the past as well. We, he answered like questions just off the bat. He knows his shit. So yeah, everybody needs that book basically. Um, but he d- he doesn't mention. Does he say Jeff how he's heat treating? He says they're not coming out hard. Is he using a forge? Is he using a like an even no, heat? Towards? He, he didn't say, say anything. Sure. Um, I, I would. I mean, obviously, definitely, Doctor Laren's book is great. I actually also 
thought that um, Kevin Cashin has a website called CashinBlades.com, and yeah. he actually has a breakdown of heat treatment for most steels that he uses, including the 10 series knives. So a 10 yeah. series steel. So, and Kevin Cashin is, you know, considered one of the best too. That's a good option too. Yeah. Um, but for sure, I, my my suggestion would be if you're if you're trying to support somebody in this community support dr laren by buying his book because if you support him then he's more likely to do it again and you know definitely support people in this community and he's one of them yeah yeah Yeah. i I think the fact that he's using did you say 1075 yeah um maybe i may think he's maybe maybe new to knife making and he maybe is using a forge so any tips for getting you know good hardness out of a forge Mareko? Yeah, I mean, ideally, you want to be able to soak any any kind of knife that you're heat treating. You want it to be able to soak at at critical temperature for a decent amount of time. You know, at least uh, you know, ideally around ten minutes. Um, it's going to be hard to do that in a forge. One thing you can do, which we've talked about before, is throw a tube in the forge and then pl- heat the blade up inside of that tube. That will help create a, a more even environment to bring that blade up to. Um, another thing with 1075 is it can be depending on its actual makeup because it's manufactured by a few different companies. Um, there, they have kind of some guidelines within which they can make a steel and it, and it is considered a 1075. Um, if it has a low manganese content lower or kind of on the lower end of the spectrum, kind of closer to what you like 1095 has it might be an issue of just not getting it cold enough fast enough um by not having a lot of manganese that makes it a a shallow a shallower hardening steel um and that means you just you got like basically less uh, like ideally less than a second to get it down below 900 degrees um it, it also could be his quench medium so whatever he's quenching in um ideally you're doing it in like parks 50 um, quenching oil which is a fast quenching oil it's ideal temperature is between about 50 degrees and like 110 and um but if you're using even you know if you're heat treating on the forge you also might just be using like canola oil so you want to heat that canola oil up so it has uh a kind of like a, a higher viscosity um and it's a little more fluid and and it and kind of running thinner in that way it'll also quench and cool that steel faster which is kind of counterintuitive you have to eat heat the oil up before quenching um but that's what you want to do cool cool i think that's quite a thorough answer um mcduff forge has has contacted us by contact us via dm at knife talk podcast on instagram it's that easy and he says, where do you get your micarta and G10s? Um, I've searched around a lot, and I find it hard to find a place with a variety of synthetics. I'd love to know where you get yours. And he says, thanks. Love the podcast. Um, I'm not sure where you're from, Macduff, um, but I've, I'll go first. And I'll just say that here in France, um, Mercant is um, brilliant. They they stock so many different handle materials. Um, they're brilliant. And that, that's mercant.fr. Um, but in the States, uh, Jeff, you talked about um, Pop Supply recently. Yeah, pops, pop supply, alpha knife supply. I got. I I usually buy most of my sheets from alpha knife supply because they sell them in bulk, um, big sheets as opposed to buying just strips. Most knife supply stores sell G10 uh, and micarta. Uh, a lot of times, 
USA Knife Maker, Jans. They all have handle material. Um, Maker Supply. It was called Maker Something Supply. I just bought some stuff from them. And um, Alpha is where I buy the bulk of my um, G10. Right. Okay, cool. Um, I would um, also... Sorry, I was just going to say uh, Texas Farrier Supplies also sells G10. And if you put Knife Talk 10 at checkout, you can save 10% as well as on uh, your hand sanding paper or whatever else you need to get from them. All kinds of forging supply, handle, material, hardware, whatnot. You can get it from Texas Farrier Supply. I didn't know they had G10. Yeah, boy. Look. They got brown bagging everybody else. <laughs> no, <I'm> just joking. <laughs> They've got a full section there for uh, the knife maker stuff. So yeah, make sure you head on over to there. Um, and I'd also like to say that um, one of the reasons for me going back to the UK is um, to go and visit a factory where I'm having some handle materials made, something quite oh, nice. specific. Um, and I've got some samples on their way to me. So hopefully by next week I'll be able to show some and explain what it is. But um, extremely sustainable. Um, it's synthetic, but extreme uh, sustainable and um, perfect for knife handles. So, yeah, hopefully I'll be able to show those off next week. That'll be cool. Is it some, like, precious plastic kind of recycled stuff? No, no. Um, this is more of a natural material um, oh. than than plastic. Um, yeah, I'll, yeah. We, maybe cool. we'll talk about it in the after show. You guys, we Dude, do a bit of an after show for you, too. They have really nice G10 handles at Texas Ferrier Supply. Really nice, small pieces, nice colors. Yeah, a lot of thin stuff for yeah. liners. and Liners. Yeah. yeah, Texas Fair Supply is good. Get on it. Get on it, people. There you go. I actually just got a, I'm, I got a package sitting at home from Texas Fair Supply. I got all my Rhino Wet. I, got a, I, bought a, I bought a pile of Rhino Wet and I used Knife Talk 10. It affects Texas Fair Supply, and I peeled off 10% off that in Dossie, USA. Nice, yep. nice. Well, I yeah. wish that I was in the States so I could... I could benefit from that but um coming back in the uk i brought a bunch of rhino with me as well um just because i can't really get over here so yeah rhino wet we're, we're smashing through these sponsors at the moment but they're just really relevant to the questions uh <laughs> rhino wet is the best sandpaper out there um it, it just saves you time it saves you money um it's the best stuff but yeah texas fire supply stock it um in i got mine from the uk from um ground flat yeah ground flat what's it called Oh, GFS. GFS Knife Supplies, anyway. They're brilliant. Um, but anyway, Mareko, do you want to take the next question? Yeah, this next one is from Brigham Kendall. He says, is it good to forge knives is out bad? of a toy? Oh, sorry. Jesus. I'm good at reading. <laughs> is it bad to forge knives out of a Toyota coil spring? Seems to make a decent knife, but how can I know if it's really good material to use? Cool. How can Just you to make that? sure that if if you're reading the Ten Commandments, Mareka, you get them right. That you're not you're not killing your neighbors and <laughs> you're not fucking right. anybody. You see. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as of a Toyota, I, I maybe a Mercedes would be better. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, I, this is for you, Mareko. This isn't for me. I mean, so there are places online. Or, or actually, like, physical locations where you can send material to be tested. We've talked about this before. I have a bunch of bandsaw blades. Or not bandsaw blades, but cross-cut saw blades and other kind of, quote-unquote, mystery steels. And I've sent them 
I believe the company, I'd have to look it up, is metaltest.com or something to that effect. Um, there's one actually just north of me here about 40 minutes. Um, but you just you mail a sample. Um, they basically destroy that little sample, and it gives them a reading of what is in that material. And that will kind of tell you whether or not um, it's decent steel to forge a knife out of. So it sounds like he's probably already forged, or they've already forged, a blade out of this stuff and they like it i think the biggest potential issue with forging out of non-knife making grade steel like the the steel that you buy from some of our some whatever kind of like knife grade steels there's a there's a difference in quality and some of those spring steels have some flaws in them have some voids sometimes or even like large concentrations of alloying elements in them that you don't necessarily want in a high performance knife and especially like a high quality knife that you might be trying to sell for high dollar um if you are transparent about that uh, that it is recycled material and that some of these anomalies may show up then i don't think there's a problem with talking like people paying for something like that but you also got to be transparent at that point but i think uh you know again we've talked about the difference of cost between scrap steel and quality steel and it's it's really not that much even for a 1075 is pretty inexpensive to get a hold of a, a stick you know what you're working with you have heat treating information that's very specifically designed for that material to optimize it for however you're using it as a chef's knife versus a hard to use knife all that kind of stuff um you know yeah, recycled materials are fun to play with for sure. Yeah, I've got tons of them. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be expensive to get, you know, strips. And when I first started, I was even getting stuff from eBay, um, mm. you know, like oh one tool steel that kind of stuff. Sure. You, you can get it pretty much anywhere, um, and it can be cheap. Um, but if you want to work with something really, really special, um, I mean, the three of us are, are, have a bar of of Dharma steel. Um, and it's it's amazing stuff that it's 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 a stainless Damascus, um, and it's just beautiful. They've just launched a few new patterns, and we we've started doing this thing called the Dharma Steel Knife of the Week, where if they people tag us with their Dharma Steel knives and tag Dharma Steel, we'll feature one. And I've picked one for this week, and it is from Gentry Custom Knives. And let me show you the knife. So it's a lovely knife, but unfortunately that video was stretched for some reason. Um, but you can go and see it on his Instagram at Gentry Custom Knives, and it's the Dharma Steel. It's, it's the Bjorkman twist pattern, uh, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. And he says here it's a it's build scales with bright red G10 liners. Um, and he says the material is pretty time consuming to work with, but the end result is always worth it. So yeah, it's pretty it's pretty special stuff. So go take a look at Gentry Custom Knives, and if you've made a knife out of Dharma Steel. Let me let us see it. Let us see it because I've got a I've got a pile here of Dharma steel which I'm a little bit nervous to use. So I'm looking for inspiration as well. Um, that would be cool. Jeff, would you like to take another question? I would, and I I just want to talk to the people in the chat. If you have questions, feel free to put them up, and we'll get to them. Yeah. If you're watching us on YouTube Live or Facebook Live, I'm not 100 percent sure. On both, I think on both. This one comes from our friend Steve House, Moonshine Metalworks. Hey, cuties, can I ask you a question? This might be one for Craig, seeing uh, as how he's a master blade blacksmith, but I'd really like to hear the other guys weigh in as well. I recently finished a carving set as a present for my dad, and that was the first proper knife that came out of kind of okay. 
and was quickly told by John Ariani that I have to forge an in integral next. Uh, and you don't argue with Uncle Sunset. Uh, so my question is, what is one bit of advice you wish you were given before forging your first integral? Uh, Marekko, over to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, I think one of the things I really had to kind of figure out on my own was when you're pulling the heel down, especially for like a chef's knife, you want to try to do that sooner than later. Um, I also have a tendency to have kind of a preform that I work with. Even if, like I have some one inch uh, square stock. But what I would do if I would take that one inch square stock and I would actually reform it into probably about a three quarter inch by inch and a quarter inch and a half wide uh, kind of rectangular cross section block by however long, you know, material. But that way I already for especially for my chef's knife, um, I already had a little bit of the height that I was shooting for. So if I'm already starting at one and a quarter or one and a half inches. Um, then when I upset the material by driving down uh, the material for the bolster, um, I already have some of that heel height, and I'm shooting for usually around at least two inches. So I have to work less to get that heel to pull down um, in the forging of the thing. So um, so I, I think I, it took, again, like I said, it took me a while to figure it out, but you kind of got to focus on the heel you know, not too early because then you'll end up with too much material kind of coming back underneath the bolster. But usually when um, I get the blade kind of drawn out lengthwise, like doesn't really matter, but the thickness is usually around a quarter of an inch. And before it gets much narrower than that, it, it, sometimes it's actually just a little over, maybe <clears throat> five sixteenths of an inch, um, which I think is about four millimeters for you, Craig. Um, you start or for three and a half millimeters you start pulling that heel down focusing force in that heel and that helps pull the heel down helps you get that height you need at the heel um before then moving forward and pulling out and forging out the rest of the blade the only advice i could give steve really is for breakfast before you start forging <laughs> that knife you want some decent coffee <laughs> shit goes in shit goes out that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying steve <laughs> <laughs> What have you got, Jeff? <laughs> I mean, I would say that it's remarkably similar to forging a finial, uh, a power hammer leaf. I think that um, when I was back, when I was doing railings and stuff, and we were doing a lot of power hammer leaves, there wasn't a whole lot different in regards to the way the material moved in the process in terms of how you made the point and then how you brought the material down and pulled it out and made that spade. Um necking it creating the you know the connection between the bottom of the leaf and the top of the finial and the transition isn't really that much different so uh, especially because i know uh the guys over at uh the, the forge that's alex pole's place uh, steve's part of that they do a lot of blacksmithing i would really uh, over, not overthink a lot of it and try to just think about it like making a power hammer leaf um and you'd be surprised at how similar it is Cool. We're going to take a few questions from um, the chat now because people are giving us sort of live questions. So first one is from Sam Griffin. Um, he says, got a question. What's the best way to remove hammer marks from forged blades? Um, let's go straight to Morocco. I'm not, I mean, I guess 
after I do the gr- kind of the gross movement and forging of the blade, I go back over several heats, which double kind of as my thermal cycling actually of the blade for creating uh, kind of like reducing the grain refinement and everything. Um, I I go through and just do com- some kind of like corrective forging at um, which are also kind of planishing kind of hits or strikes and Jeff could kind of expand on what planishing blows are, but you just kind of go back over and straighten everything out and tune, fine tune the profile. And that, that way you can kind of clean up some of what can be a, a big mess, honestly, <laughs> on your, on your uh, blade face. Um, what do you got, Jeff? Well, planishing is, 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 you know, you're at the end and you're not putting the steel up to, um, forging temperature you're just making it enough so it's just a little yeah. bit of movement it's like and a you're hitting it very yeah and you're fit, hitting it very softly it's like little taps yeah. and then what that does is kind of blend in your big marks um planishing is really for like the last thing you do any kind of blacksmithing you'll do planishing blows which is and blow isn't even like blow is not the right word because it's like taps you're just trying to like just kind of create a very even texture and it's not really you're not moving the material you're just kind of like fine-tuning it and fine-tuning the texture I think a lot of times people go a little bit one of the interesting things about blacksmithing is I'm finding myself using the the uh, cross peen a lot less because they they it becomes so aggressive I mean you're not using a cross peen you're using it in the beginning but if you're at the end and you're using it often you're really going to be dealing with a lot of issues actually have a new cross peen that I had to redress because the outside edges were too sharp and it was leaving these marks that were hard to take out. So I ended up taking off um, the corners of this cross beam just to make it less aggressive. And I think that a lot of times people don't realize that, you know, these ag- very aggressive cross beams are really from the beginning when you're, as Marika was saying, the, the gross movement of the material, the, the a lot of movement, like, or if you were using the horn or the anvil to move material and creating a fuller effect, a pinching effect, that's for the beginning stage. But at the end, you know, you really shouldn't be, I don't see the need to use it unless you're using it as a texture. But I mean, planishing is really one of those great things where you don't have to have it super, super hot and you're not really trying to move material. You're just trying to, Correct the face, the texture. We've had an answer in the chat as well from Francesco Mucci, I think. Um, I use a flatter. Um, it takes care of forging marks pretty neatly. Other than that, hammer control is key, um, pretty much as Jeff was just saying. So, yeah, yeah, it's good to see that, actually. People in the chat are helping each other out as well. That's nice. That's nice. Uh, one more question from the chat. Um, this is from Carter Malmquist, I think. Um, is it possible to shape G10 with files? Um, I'm sure it would be possible. I never have. Um, it would have to be very... Um, they'd have to be very sort of fine files because G10 can, has got these fibres in it and they, they could easily be sort of disrupted and torn. Um, and I find the best way to get a good finish with G10 is to go with a, with a really sort of high grit um sandpaper so i've never done it with files i'd say it probably is possible um but with regards to getting a good finish i'm not quite sure um uh, sorry jeff you use g10 have you ever used a file you i mean it's just going to clog your file up i mean it's Mm. it becomes you're constantly you'd be constantly cleaning your file i don't really use 
I use uh, uh, the bandsaw mostly, and then I clean up things with um, my grinder. And then sometimes on the inside, I'll use a Dremel with a drum bit, um, or some people call them a Tootsie Roll. I use those. And then I'm not really using a file very often. I don't actually use a file after heat. Um, I use a file for before heat treatment, but you could use a rasp. But I mean, that what what thing what Craig was saying, and it is 100% true, is G10 bruises. And those fibers like get very, very white. And it's very hard to fix. So if you were to use something aggressive like a rasp, you just want to be aware that when you get close to the final finish, you don't want to be bruising the material. Yeah. Okay. One more again, sorry, from uh, from the chat. This is from Dustin Sheffield. What do you guys know about structured abrasives? Seems like the high grit ones eliminate the belt lap joint. Um, so he's talking about those abrasive belts where they've got like a, like a diamond pattern or something on it. It's not just a straight abrasive. Um, and whether that could eliminate that sort of bump, that, you know, the tape seam that you get on a belt. Um, I, I I used to use them, haven't used them in a long, long time. Um, so with regards to the actual, the bump on the belt, I, that's normally down to the thickness of the belt, I find. So the higher grit are normally much thinner. Um, but you can get them with thicker backing tapes. Um, which can help with with that um, with that bump because it's, it's less of a sort of percentage of the of the of the, of the, of the seam if that makes a sense. Um, but yeah, I I don't actually know. Um, Mareko, are you using those structured belts at all? I I've used them off and on over my mm. knife making, but <clears throat> not really a fan of them honestly. Uh, I feel like I start using, which is weird because they're alumina oxide, which is supposed to break down really evenly and easily. But I find that those belts um, load up and and or glaze over and don't cut very nicely pretty quickly because it's aluminum oxide. Um, and so, but I mean, regarding the belt bump, I think it probably does help eliminate the belt bump a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think... If if I could get a hold of some finer grit belts with a heavier back, like a X or a Y weight, I would be all about it because, like you were saying, Craig, you know that extra, the extra body of the actual belt that the abrasive is adhered to helps kind of like, I guess, hide that the the belt seam where that adhesive tape is kind of keeping the belt together. Well, Morocco, maybe I can help you out with that. Combat Abrasives makes the world's best abrasive belts for knife makers. Available in any size at unbelievable prices. Go take a look at CombatAbrasives.com and get 15% off with promo code KNIFETALK15. Do it now! And they've got such a wide selection of belts, from the structured belts to the, you know, the ultra-high grits and so on. Um, but if, if you're unsure, you know, maybe you want something with a, with a, with a thicker backing, um, it's worth giving them a call because they manufacture their own belts. So it's worth giving them a call. And if you do, make sure you use you make an any order with them. Make sure you use Knife Talk 15. Make sure you get that 15% off. Let them know. Let us know. Helps us all. Sorry, uh, Jeff. I rudely interrupted there. No, I was. I had a trick for. You know, I know exactly what Mareko's saying. They glaze over. It's almost mm. like it's glazing over is the perfect expression. And I don't know who I saw do this video a number of years ago. But if you have one of those, like a gator belt or something like that, if you take a bar, a flat bar of steel, yeah. and then just push it into it while it's running, 
you'll cut through that glaze and it'll it'll all kind of be normal again you're almost like dressing the the structured abrasive it does work I don't do a lot of belt finish so I don't really use it I have a couple sometimes I'll keep them on a slack belt and if I have to clean up some oyster knives I've used that for that but I mean I use so much scotch I use scotch bright takes care of all those problems that if I really need I don't really but I know what you're saying exactly but you can end up you know stretching out those structured I mean the gator belts at least by like you know putting a bar of steel in and then driving it and it kind of runs through that glazed part yeah Yeah. I was trying all kinds of stuff I was using old files to to try to dress the surface or um what is it Will Stelter was using a wire brush like one of the heavier wire brushes to kind of Hmm. break that up too and it kind of you know either time um you know it does open up the abrasive a little bit uh, again but then it glazes over like five minutes right. later. And I'm just like, right. fuck this. And so I just stopped yeah. using it. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Who needs yeah. it? At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, Jeff, we've waited long enough. I think it's time. goes on for a while i'll stop yeah it's a long <laughs> okay jeff are you ready all the time five questions you've got an ask the audience and you also have a phone a friend okay let's go with question number one what oh, is scooby-doo's full name that is crazy that is a is, crazy question is it scoobert do is it scoobert do is it scott do or do you not have a Scooby-Doo? This is new Scooby-Doo shit. Scooby-Doo never had a fucking full name. It was Scooby-Doo. <laughs> he has a full name. He has a full name. <laughs> I mean... I'm going to no go pressure, with... You, 
You've got two out of five questions to beat, which was Morocco School. I'm going to go with B. I'm going to go with B. Scoobert-Doo seems about as relatively innocuous as possible. Okay, you're going to go... Is that your final answer? Yeah. Scoobert-Doo. You are correct. Scoobert-Doo. One out of five. So I got lucky. There's, I, I, in my life, I never thought Scooby-Doo had a fucking full name. That's outrageous. Scoobert. Okay. Scoobert-Doo. Number two. What is the collective noun for a group of unicorns? Is it a horn of unicorns, a tribe of unicorns, a pack of unicorns, or a blessing of unicorns? <sighs> These fictional creatures, apparently they have a name when there's a bunch of them. <laughs> I'm going to say a pack is... It doesn't it doesn't it's not fruity enough there needs to be more of a fruity name than a pack a blessings almost is too fruity a tribe is a little bit too i don't know i'm gonna probably go with a horn uh, i need to call pariah knives someone says you know what you should call pariah knives griffith is right shall you we should call definitely pariah call knives. pariah knives let's have he a look would if know. we can do it he is let's a fruitcake he's not really a fruitcake <laughs> Call yeah, call Chris Adel Adelhart. Okay, he, let's have a look. Wants... Pariah knives. Let's see if we get pick up. Pariah knives. Here we go. Message. Call. It's ringing. Chris is the man. Contacting it, saying, "Ooh, the pressure. Is he gonna pick up?" It'd be good. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> All right. Well, thinking, who are these dickheads ringing me this time of the day? <laughs> no, there's no answer. No answer. Maybe right. a call back, but no. That's fine. Ended. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with a horn. A horn of unicorns. A, a horn of unicorns is incorrect. It's a blessing of oh, unicorns. Of course it is. Of course it is. Of course it is. Hashtag blessed. Right. Okay. <laughs> Question number three. Where was the fortune cookie invented? San Francisco, Tokyo, China, or New York? I know that this is not a... I know this has to be an American thing. And I would assume, because I'm a huge fan, I'm a huge fan of Warrior, I'm going to say it's San Francisco. Is that your final answer? A, yes, yeah, San Francisco's my final answer. You are correct. That's right. You're on Two out of five. You're leveling uh, Morocco at the moment. Warrior. I watch Warrior. I watch a kung fu show, and I've just made a connection. There's no... They didn't have Portuguese oh, right, on TV okay. show. <laughs> Everything's invented in San Francisco, yeah, surely. surely. Uh, number four. Which European country has 158 verses to its national anthem? Oh, for fuck's sake. Is it Wales, Greece, Turkey, or Hungary? If you're smiling, does that mean it's Wales? This is my worst poker face. If you're stuttering, are you like embarrassed for your own country if it has 158? Yeah, there he goes. Hey, if uh, if you're in the chat room, I know there's a few people in the chat room. Could you could you help me out with this? Which European country has 158 verses to its national anthem? Wales, Turkey, Greece, or Hungary? My gut says Wales because I think I think uh, I think. Uh, 
Craig is cracking up. I think I've seen his tell. He had a glass. He had a Do sip of wine. Do you think? Okay, you know? people in the chat, please put well, A, Greece, B, Griffith C, or D. Gr Griffith, Griffith actually was on the money because he was on the money with Morocco. He he had pink toilet paper. So I'm going to go with... Uh oh, uh -oh. No, the hungry's coming in. These guys, these, I mean, you know, you guys, I mean, it's like everyone's got to be on the right table. Dustin Sheffield says hungry. Griffith says grease. I got to tell you, we got to keep this ball rolling, and I'm going to go with Griffith because I think he's he's been on the money. I think he's been on the money. I'm going to go with grease. Okay, that is correct. <sighs> Three out of five. So you are the winner, but it's Dude, whether you're going to go home with you. Is the champion Griffith is the champion? He's gotten two. He's gotten two of them right. It's he's googling. He's googling. That's all. He's got another tab open. He's googling. Who cares? He didn't help <laughs> me out. With, he didn't help me out with a unicorn. That's for sure. Right then, everybody, please um, don't answer the next one. This is the last one. You've already won, Jeff. But this this is whether you can leave with your head held high or not. Ready? Oh yeah. Number five. Yeah. Well, Number sure. five. Held high. Which of these is not a place name in Wales? Is it A, Splot? Is it B, Lord Hereford's Knob? Is it C, Pop de Ping? Or is it D? <laughs> <laughs> Which is Landfire, Pool, Gwyn, Gol, Gulgeric, Gwyn, Willanthra, Silio, Go, Go, Go. Jesus, well, I'm not doing that again. You clearly, you clearly know that one's... You clearly know that that lot. D is D. Do you think it was D? I'd like you to say it again. I couldn't actually hear it very well. Can you, <laughs> you repeat it one more time? Which of these is not a place name in Wales? Okay. Is it A, Splot? Okay. Is it B, Lord Hereford's Knob? Is it C, Popty Ping? Or is it D, Landfirepool <laughs> Quinn? Go, go, get in. Ah, uh, go, go, go. I'm going to say it's Poppity Ping because Lord Hereford's knob is it would be the one that you'd think that it wasn't and Splot is easy but like Poppity Ping is like what you would, would say I think that's what you would just you would add because you got to figure something out what a biggity, biggity bong and Poppity Ping so I'm going to go with Poppity Ping is not a place name in Wales that is what not saying, a place yeah. name in Wales <sighs> okay you had three out of five this was your final question Splot is a place in Wales. Right. It's back in my hometown of Cardiff. No surprise. Lord Hereford's Knob is a place in Wales. Right. Um, it's somewhere in West Wales. Sure. Popty Ping is a Welsh word, but it's not a place. You are I correct. Figured. You are I correct. Figured. C is the right answer. Can right. you guess what Popty Ping is in Welsh, in English? I would think that that's what happens when one of your testicles bursts through. It's the scrotum. <laughs> <laughs> it's a microwave. Oh, it's a microwave. It's a microwave. Sorry. I was so close. Popty Ping. So fucking close to the Popty Ping. <laughs> so, yes, you win with um, three out of five. No, four out of five. That's got to be a record for the show, I'm sure. For me, is. for sure. This is like, yeah. I mean, usually I lose out the first one. So, these were all um, guesses. I had no idea. If anybody wants to send in questions, uh, multiple choice questions, um, don't <laughs> because we, <laughs> we have so many messages to deal with Don't. honestly it's a bit of a pain um uh, but okay we're, we're we're going to plan here um jeff won um all very good so congratulations jeff, sir do we have any how about some hot 
takes. We do have some hot takes. Um, hot takes, as you know, are you know, we actually we do get some hot takes. There, some of them are just like aggressive, <laughs> and I let them loose. I don't, I don't do them all. So we have some. Um, we have some. Uh, here's one. Uh, so hot take is just a, basically just you know saying something. You know, saying something that's like you know something aggressive. I was gonna. T- oh, I had a hot take. Thai basil is the best basil. Oh, okay. we grew some Thai basil and I threw it on something and I thought to myself, this fucking thing, this is the best basil. Thai basil is the best basil. That would be a hot take. Okay. Clearly it's just an opinion. So Chad Kimmel says musical hot take fish, the band fish and tool are the exact same band. Just pack it packaged differently. <laughs> uh, Nick fish. Edwards, do you like fish? No, I I struggle with jam band music. Right, I'm not I'm not a dead fan either. Mm. I like some of the stuff, but I don't like 20 minutes of it. Mm. <laughs> you don't like 20 <laughs> minutes of that's actually a very good explanation of why you shouldn't like jam bands. I like music, but not 20 minutes of it. That's a fucking <laughs> that is a that's per a hot fucking take. song. <laughs> That's a hot take. I like music, but not 20 minutes of it. That's a perfect hot take. That's your best hot take. That's your best hot take ever. Um, Nick Nick Edwards says, here's a hot take. Knife making makes you fat, period. I agree. What? I agree. (laughs) Knife making makes you fat. Uh, Gregory Gregory James is doing it. He's going deep. He's going deep. He's saying, hot take. Cotton Eye Joe is redneck Zumba. <laughs> you guys knew what that meant? Because yeah. <laughs> I said, I was like, what? What are you? What? Are you, what? You've <laughs> never seen people dance to Cotton Eye Joe? Uh, no. It's like the worst line dancing ever. It's the worst. <laughs> yeah, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> All right, well, nice job, Gregory James. Got to laugh at everybody. <laughs> Trevor Waro says, hey, cutie, I have a hot take. Corby bolts that have a threaded hole that goes deeper than the shoulder of the bolt. So when I shape down the handle, the head of the Corby bolt grinds down and I hit the hole. These oh, wow. Corby bolts can straight can go straight the fuck off. I don't think this is a hot take, but one thing I have noticed is manufacturers of some Corby bolts when the the female end, the th- the female end sometimes they drill it too far past the shoulder. So when you grind down, ah. you'll yeah. bump into in the, the hole. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had that before to the point where I had to call the company and say, look, I'm having too many of these. And they said, well, how many left do you have? And I'm like, I have 200. What am I going to do? Grind all 200 down. So mm-hmm. what I started to do was I made like a needle. I took like a, like a needle and I would, st- and I'd mark it on the, mm-hmm. how deep, how deep it went into the female end. Like a depth gauge. A depth gauge. And then I could measure if it was going to go past or not. I've had really good knife makers send me knives where you could see the hole in it. I, it's something that's really, really annoying. It's definitely not good. And a lot of it is mostly because either you've mismanaged your depth or the, the, the machinists who do it, we're like, you know, having a poppity ping in the middle of business and, you know. 
Um, Nico Kalau, Kalu, Nico Kalu says, "Hello from Greece. I have a hot take, Mister." You know Jeff. they have 158 verses in the national anthem. He had a pretty good hot take. I don't. I have to talk to him. But he'll have to call in and maybe we get him to call in and sing all 158 in, in like the background. <laughs> that, that could be the awesome. bed of the whole show. That could be the bed of the whole show. Have this Greek guy see the fucking national anthem. I mean, I you mean. know, have him saluting. It'd be great. That's what I'm for. So Nico Kalau says, "Hello from Greece. I have a hot take. Mr. Jeff asks for unsolicited advice, and then when when Mr. Baltic Blades." gives it to him he gets mad (laughs) (laughs) i've got to say baltic blades has tried to call into the show um a couple of times today we're not um i'm not ignoring you it's just that we're not taking calls um for a while simply because it's destroying the connection we found last week um when i think ronald knives called um and i think it's that bluetooth connection that's destroying it so i need to get some more cables when i do we'll be back into taking calls so it's nothing personal yeah, maybe, Blade, Jeff, Bal- maybe Jeff told me not to answer it. Baltic no, I'm, I'm all in with Baltic Blades. I'm all in with Baltic Blades. I'm all in with Baltic Blades. He's 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 a strong personality from Lithuania. <laughs> Let me just say that. <laughs> right. Okay. A strong personality, which I appreciate. He's a rabid fan, and I appreciate your strong personality. Uh, Lucas Hansen says, "Here's a hot take for you. Any podcast that doesn't sling some merch once in a while is not an official podcast." Just looking for something nice to wear on a date once in a while. Well, let's Man. talk about why we don't do merch. It's difficult. We we did merch in the past, and we weren't doing it. We were using like a third party company. Um, and still to this day, I, I still get messages from people saying, "I ordered a T-shirt like two years ago, and it hasn't arrived." And I'm like, oh, "Man, they it's sucked. just a complete and utter ball ache." Um, it's just extra admin that we don't really have time to deal with, unfortunately. And they um, sucked. But, yeah, I they bought were... I bought a shirt and it was like they were terrible. They were yeah. terrible, quality wise. They weren't the best, and it's it's one of those things. If it's going out and we can't control it, it just looks bad on us, and it's 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 difficult. It's difficult. Uh, Fiery Ice Forge says, "What? I love my KTP T-shirt. Wow!" But um, well, the the other thing is, is merch is a loser. I mean, it's it's just it's <laughs> merch is a total loser, and it's like. Yeah. I've gotten to the point now where I, I I despise merch all the time because it's just like it's a pain in the ass. It's a pain in the ass, and the juice isn't worth the squeeze. And it's like, how come you don't send? How come you don't send abroad? I sent something to Craig last week. I was stunned at how expensive it was to ship to you. I, it's a pain in the ass. And this is now like if this was like the New Jersey, Connecticut, New York podcast, I'd be like fucking good. Here's seven bucks and I'll send you whatever the hell you want. It's yeah. such a fucking production. And yeah. um, that's the way it is. Maybe someday. Yeah. Some maybe if some company's listening and they say, Hey, we'll make it easy on you, then we'll think about it. But I mean it's like it's a loser. Yeah. And the last one, the last hot take comes from Ronald Knives, which you just mentioned. Oh. It's perfect. Hot take: Blaming your callers for your terrible internet connection is poor form. So he got the last laugh on you, Craig. Get the last laugh on you. So last week, uh, Ronald Knives called, and um, basically he cut me off. He cut everybody. The whole system fell on its knees. Um, I know oh, it's his fault. Completely his fault. <laughs> yeah, one of those things. I'm afraid. Yeah, we did actually. Um, whilst we're talking about being cut off last week. Um, Jeff was telling a story um, 
which I mean, I think it was the week before he started talking about his blue balls, um, and that that's all I'll mention about his blue balls. Yeah. Um, but we, uh, yeah, Jeff, do, do you want to tell us exactly? Um, you received these blue balls in the post, um, and what happened? You just talk for a second, we'll find him. Oh, he's gone. Talk, he's gone. For, Jeff's gone. Um, oh boy. Oh, geez. We'll we'll see if we can get him back. Um, this has gone on for a few weeks now. Actually, we don't know what's going on. Um, I tell you what. Let's go back to another question, Morocco. Okay. <laughs> do you want to take the next question on the? Uh, yeah. On the list. This, one, this one's from Chris Jones. He says, "Quick question on coffee etching. I tried etching my first Damascus knife in instant coffee and was, uh, was mostly pleased with the results." I rinsed, dried it, and applied a coat of Axe Wax. However, there are a couple <laughs> of spots. Jeff is now waving his blue balls right in front of the camera. Did you cut You're those off of sleepy. a Smurf? Hey, you know what? You know what? You know what? Maybe, maybe we should go. Again. Do you know you, you, there was there are real problems with uh, people trying to hypnotize people on the radio? Maybe we should try to go for it. You're getting sleepy. <laughs> You're getting sleepy. <laughs> Uh, brilliant brilliant uh what we want to see happen next week jeff we want to see a return of jeff shorts and we want to see the blue balls just slightly hanging out of the shorts and, and we won't mention it throughout the whole show give me a minute <laughs> sorry Morocco, you were talking about okay so i rinsed it dried it and applied a coat of axe wax however there are a couple of spots that have a brownish tint uh, when looking at it in sunlight, it doesn't look like rust, but more like a patina. Uh, I would get uh, a, a patina that I would get with mustard. What is your process after you complete the coffee etch? All right, Chris Jones. Sometimes that happens, and so what? Yeah, what it is? It's just coffee staining from the coffee etch. Sometimes it takes on or come, uh, you know, gets on the blade. Sometimes it doesn't. It's not really clear why. Um, and I, you know, I just, I just don't, I haven't experimented enough to really know the exact reason why it does. And sometimes it doesn't, um, it might be temperature. It might be your finish. It might be, I don't know. It might be the kind of water you mix the coffee with. Like it's all kinds of stuff. Um, but I try to do everything so that after I do the coffee etch, I literally pull it out. I neutralize it. I rinse it. I, I don't wipe dry anymore. I use compressed air to help blow it dry um, because I found that uh, if you wipe the blade while it's still wet, you can actually accidentally strip out some of the black coloration that you just sp spent the last couple hours getting on the blade. And then, uh, so what I've started doing, and this was a tip from Neil Kamimura, is blowing the blade dry either with compressed air or by using uh you know like a fan or whatever not hot air though you want to use cold air uh, to dry it off and then um and then hitting it with wax or oil but there's something about the um there's something about when that black contrast portion of the contrast hits air oxygen it hardens up um considerably it becomes considerably more durable and harder than it is in its wet form uh, and then when you re-wet it, it still is very hard. I don't know what it is about it, but that's the that's the way it rolls. But I've honestly, I've had to redo coffee etches upwards of 
a dozen times because there is one stupid little thing or another about it. And maybe I just have issues and nothing's ever going to be perfect for me. Um, but if something like that happens, um, yeah, you, you, there are also like little micro, uh, abrasives that you can get a hold of and kind of go in. They're like the size of pencil lead and clean it up. And, and, and if you, if you've got the time for that, but I, I would have just done it over honestly myself cool cool um right before we um do our dreams of the week um i've had a thought about your balls jeff i i often <laughs> i often lie in, bed and, lie in bed at night thinking about your balls of course you are um don't neglect on my the grinder shaft. i have these um these jiggly eyes um simply because sometimes when the <laughs> grinder's on and if you've got ear protection on you can't really hear it but right. if the jiggly eyes are moving i know that the grinder is moving so I think we should get some maybe some KTP branded blue balls and just hang them from the like from the from the tool table of the grinder. So when the balls are jiggling, we know that the grinder is on. It's a, it's a health and safety issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Forty. But, you're forty. <laughs> you're forty years old. You're 40. I am forty years old. You're forty. Uh, slight, so slight, that idea slightly was, older. That slightly idea older. was yeah, forty-five, forty-two, whatever it is. That's but I know idea. the. I know the Broadbeck uh, grinder has lots of attachments. Oh yeah. Um, does oh, yeah. it have Go ahead. does it have an official blue ball attachment? I don't I don't think so. I mean there's always uh there's always uh, actually they they have something new. Broadbeck Ironworks uh has an amazing 2x72 grinder and for sure um you should definitely get a grinder and actually I just got a message from Ryan saying that they're doing a 4th of July sale. So July 2nd and through the 4th. So J July 2nd through the 4th, they're going to be giving a free disc, disc sander attachment with the purchase of a premium package or the mega package. Uh, and it's not valid with any discounts or promotions. But this is one of the great things about these guys at Broadback is they're constantly giving value to their customer, and it's great. I mean, it's a great product. I use it today. I use it every day. That's my number one grinder. I got three grinders. That's my number one grinder. I, I actually just did uh, serrations on this giant brisket knife, and to be able to flip it sideways and to be comfortable in the, on a, with a work rest is is everything and I, I couldn't have done it without the broadback ironworks grinder and if you go to broadbackironworks.com and put in promo code knife talk 10 you can get 10 percent off not for the july sale the july sales for the second through the fourth there's no promotions there's no discount codes for that buy the premium package or buy the mega package and you get the free disc sander um, but they're a great company. They did uh, they did great at Blade. Uh, everyone's very happy with them. I'm very happy with mine. You guys are happy with yours, and you can also buy the attachments. If you don't have the grinder, you can just get the attachments and then, you know, retrofit them easily into whatever you got. So yeah. there you go. Yep. That's a hell of a deal. That, get the, uh, the disc grinder too. Hell of a deal. Hell of a deal. Okay. dreams for the week uh, where we'd like to be this time next week and if you're still in the chat let us know what your dreams for the week are as well what you're currently working on that you'd like to see finished um, but Mareko maybe you can go first my dream for the week is for my ass to stop hurting sitting in this damn wood chair that I'm sitting in <laughs> too many jokes too many jokes going through my head at the moment 
Only you would be thinking about them, Craig. <laughs> That's um, right. Only you, Craig. <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, this time next week, let's see. I'm hoping to be alive, actually. We're going through a heat wave right now. Um, it's it's 90 today, Fahrenheit. Oof. Tomorrow's going to be 100, 102. Ooh. Day, uh, Sunday's going to be 108. Get the fuck out of here. Monday is going to be over 104, I believe. And then we're going to be back in the 80s on Tuesday. They do that? I thought it's always like cold and muggy where you are. No. Ugh. Not not in the summer. And Ugh. what? so this, this kind of heat wave does hit at least once a summer. Uh, but it's usually not until the beginning of August. And so, which is still like a month and a half away, month and a week or so. And so it'll be interesting to see what the weather, how fucking ridiculous hot it it does get over the next month and a half, um, because it's starting really early. And uh, so we're gonna do we're gonna be doing some swimming. We're gonna be staying in the staying inside the house where it's nice and cool. Um, trying to avoid heat stroke. So yeah, I hope hope to see you guys next Friday. Oh that's come on! That's all. Awesome. That hope you don't die. No, it's of course. I mean, no, it's not. Man. It's not going to be that crazy. Um, yeah. Oops, climate change. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, otherwise, I, I've been doing some heat treating experiments. Uh, and that uh, I've been collaborating with Peter Swarsbert and trying to figure some stuff out about woots. And uh, they're doing. They're going well, actually. It's. I took a blade. This is how stupid I am. Uh, this is a side knife that I had kind of partly built. I started it in Connecticut like a couple of years ago. But it like the blade was finished ground. I had a handle all glued up and ready for sculpting on it. And it's a Woots blade. And I didn't really, I don't have the time to go through and forge another blade out. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to rip this off the handle. And I'm going to put it through heat treating processes to do some experimenting. So that, and, and if you've ever heat treated a chef's knife at, at finished ground dimensions, that means you're losing a little bit of it when you get back into it. And so that eight inch knife is now a five inch knife, but the heat treating experiments went very well. And the banding activity in the Woots blade looks freaking awesome. So my goal, I thought I had it laying here right now. Uh, my goal is to get it, um, kind of cleaned up and so you can see that pattern a lot better and and move forward with that a little bit it's a fun little side project cool cool yeah. and staying alive obviously which is important ha, ha, ha. so my week um i'm assembling some um folding knives this week um and i've i've ordered a lot of um steel rods which I hope are stainless steel and not brass. So basically, 500 euros on an order um, of like one millimeter rods, which are like pins, which will hold the, the folder, the scales onto the folder. Um, but I don't know whether they were brass or stainless. I've gone back into the order and it doesn't doesn't state what they are. So I'm hoping the right stuff comes. Do you know when you place an order, you're like, I did do the right thing. I'm sure I did. But I'm not <laughs> quite not sure. Hopefully it's, so, you know, it's not nickel plated either. Uh, well, well, it's either stainless or brass, definitely one of them. Um, so yes, I'm hoping it's the right stuff. Um, but yeah, so these uh, folders, I'm, I've done these prototypes over the last, I'd say probably eighteen months, um, but I've never really done like an assembly line of assembling them. 
So I'm going to do a run of just these 20, which I'm then going to send out to sort of friends, that kind of thing, for their sort of valuation on them before I, you know, before I do more. But I'm just hoping that I, I've done everything right and that I'll, I'll be able to do these 20 as quick as I think I can um, for them to make sort of financial sense, I suppose. Um, so, yeah, so that's happening this week, which is quite exciting, quite exciting. Um, we have a a big Welsh game happening tomorrow. Um, so it's the Euros. Still, Wales are still in. Um, unfortunately, Scotland have been knocked out. England and Wales are still in. Big game tomorrow, so we're having a barbecue um, with family and friends, that kind of thing, um, over at our new house. So we've got the bar there, so we're having a bit of a get-together. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but also, it's it's the season now in, in France. So um, we're, what, five days from July? And July and August is when everything happens. They condense all the activities into these two months because it, it's, it's summer. And um, the night markets are due to start again. So the night markets okay. are... Basically, everybody goes out into the street and eats. So they put these huge trestle tables down in each village and everybody goes out, all the local producers are there and they'll cook for you. And if you wanted, you could do every night of the week go by going to a different village and eating out. And it's just a really communal thing. It's real fun. But we didn't do it last year, obviously. Um, with COVID, but some villages are doing it again this year now. So it feels as if things are opening back up, and I'm really excited for night markets to be a thing again. Um, yeah, so it's it's an interesting week. Um, it's, it's it's taken me a week coming back here to France to sort of settle back into things as well. Um, just been knackered all week. Um, but yeah, so that's the plan. Also, catch up with all these outstanding emails which I need to get through, and uh, yeah, there's there's a lot going on. But um, yeah, everything is good. Everything is good. Um, Jeff, your week. What's going on? So I was supposed to go to Chris Zepp's having... Chris Zepp is having a, um, an open house. And I was supposed to go, but something came. Something. Oh, there are uh, Jocko van der Bruenhust. Sorry, I got that. I, got, I know I got that one wrong. I said, Morocco should make some nice mosaic Damascus for a limited edition chop folder. So It's not a bad idea, Morocco. Not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there you go. There's that. Deal's I could, done. I should do that thing like I did with Pear, couldn't I? I could put Morocco up on the screen. <laughs> sure. Say, so, Morocco, what do we think about making some Damascus and sending it over? Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's do it. Sure. <laughs> That'll be good. So uh, I was supposed to go to Chris Zepp's event this weekend, and I something came up, and I have to be on car duty for part of tomorrow. So I actually I got to do a sculpture for uh, a show. Wait wait, 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 just a sec. Are you doing a car wash over the weekend? Are you, like, getting into a bikini and you're, like, <laughs> washing people's cars or something? Yeah. Yep, washing your car. This is the windshield wiper for you. This is the chopped windshield wiper. <laughs> you're Can you imagine? Very yeah. horny. So if you're oh, easy, <laughs> I, no. I my my kid has got my kid has got a couple jobs, and there's this weird for some reason there's a weird crossover. She's in a very short window to get from one to the other, and I've I've uh, told her mm. that I'd make sure that she gets there on time. So I'm actually gonna. Uh, I got a sculpture I have to do for the Center for Metal Arts. Uh, there's a, a event, uh, and, and they asked me to be in it, so I'm going to do that. And then 
Um, I got asked to teach in another place when we're working to work the details out next week. So it's, you know, very exciting. I'm trying to get everything done before I go out to Wisconsin and that'll be, uh, you know, I like pushing myself. So that's really good. And um, unlike poor Mareko, the weather here has been amazing. I went to the Yankee game on Father's Day. We had a blast and we got to see something very rare, which was a triple play, which isn't something that you see very often. And it was really, really cool to be there with real New York fans. And it was a lot of fun. So the weather here has been great so far. And I feel terrible for you at 100, 100, anything over 90 degrees. I am I'm out totally out. Mm. I mean, I think honestly, I think 90 degrees on the East Coast is worse than 100 degrees here. Because at least when I was in Connecticut, the humidity in Connecticut was horrendous. Yeah, I would stand in the shop, not even really, not doing anything physically strenuous, and I would be sweating my ass off, like drip, literally dripping sweat. I also think that building, I think that building is designed for like heat, (laughs) heat absorption. It's true. It is. It's this whole steel roof. I mean, it's concrete walls and floor, but the steel roof is not doing anybody any favors. No, that was a real. The air circulation in there is horrible. There's. It was a real plinkety plonk in there. (laughs) It's a real plinkety plonk. Yeah. So cool. Sounds like you've got a. We've all got busy weeks coming up, which is all good. But um, again, thank you all for for listening, um, and for those who've been watching as well, and for those who contributed this week. If you've got any questions for us, contact us via DM at Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram. It's that easy. That easy. Um, if you follow us on Facebook as well, you'd also have alerts about when we're going to go live. Um, but I think that's a show. Again, thank you all for listening. We shall speak to you all very, 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 very soon. <laughs> this show is brought to you by. The Makery, the podcast network for makers. I'm so that, up. Oh my God. that was one hour, 30 minutes oh to the second, hence the, hence the extended very, oh very, God. very perfect radio hit. Ah, that went well. The connections held up. Um, I purposely didn't take any calls for that reason, just because it seems to be sucking bandwidth when I'm doing that. So That's what she um, said. I think it's down. Who's <laughs> yeah. bandwidth? What's his What's his deal? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, Mr. <laughs> Wit. That's a hell of a name. Um, but I think Baltic it's a blades. I think it's a Bluetooth thing rather than anything else. Mm. So I'll get a lead for that. He, Baltic Blades is yelling at you. Fix the connection. Yeah. The boss. Yeah. The executive producers. Yeah, telling you to connection. fix the problem. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys, you. Jeff? What did you guys end up cooking last night? And last, I, last I heard you were getting ready to do some vegetarian taco. Last night we just did BLTs with with C mm. with uh, C tan, not C tan with uh, bacon. No, no, no. However, I do have a soy bacon that's really, really good. Ugh. Um, it's what is it called? Not it's called that. um, fucking uh. I don't like it. Whatever it is, it's not great. But I'm. It's fine. <laughs> it's not great. You know. It's, what is it? It's, it's called uh, tempeh. Tempeh. I'm not a fan. Tempeh. But we make it All happen. Right. Look, right. dudes. I, like I hate tempeh. to tell you this. I, I like tempeh. You gotta have. Yeah, I got bad news for you. It's calories in, calories out. It's I not, know. Activity doesn't do. An, it's not enough. I know. You gotta cut I text some shit you, out. I text you in the week saying that I'm 
on a bit of a weight loss thing after coming back from the UK. We just ate our way through the whole sort of four or five weeks. It was ridiculous. And, you know, summer's come in and, you know, I can't be looking like this for the rest of my life. It's Beach it's bar. not good. Um, so, yeah, I what day was it? I think Wednesday I hit the scales. Only hitting the scales once a week. I think if I do it every day, it's, it's, it's just going to be sort of demotivating. So um, it's purely about weight loss for me. <laughs> purely just get that weight off. Um, so, yeah, I'm having a glass of wine a night. Problematic. Admittedly, it, admittedly, it's a big glass of wine as well. I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, I would hate I'm, to I'm, tell I'm, you my routine, my what my routine has been. It's miserable. Yeah. But, like, between I, mm. I got getting ready for – between my blood test and getting ready to get my colonoscopy, I already lost another five pounds. Oh, wow. wow. Jeez. But Jeez. I'm not, like – I'm not salivating when it comes when I come to the dinner table. Let me tell you. Yeah. Well, I've <laughs> basically I'm not snacking at all. I I I generally snack all the time, and I, and I I'm not snacking anymore. Um, I'm only eating one meal a day as well. Um, <laughs> it is a, it is a big meal, but I'm just eating one meal a day. What's in your um, one meal? I want to know. Um, <laughs> it's not good. It's not a healthy Five one meal. Legs. It's just a one meal. Um, it's just a normal, you know. It's not a diet meal in any way, uh, but it's something I can really look look forward to. Oh, but, so you're um, trying to I've, do you're trying to do the uh, intermediate? What is it? The uh, what is it? It's called what's it called? Fasting? Like they call it intermediate fasting. I, w- I wouldn't call it that. I just think, like, I, I, I'm not into breakfast anyway. Right. I, I I'm never in the mood for breakfast, right. but I feel as if I need to have breakfast, like because that's what you do you know it's, it's it's the first meal of the day get it down you and and i don't enjoy it so I thought getting rid of breakfast wasn't wasn't a problem um it's been a busy week so getting rid of lunch hasn't been a problem um by the time it comes to the evening dinner i'm i'm hungry i have that and then that's because i'm sort of full from that and then not not needing sort of snacks and sort of sugary goodness afterwards um so let's see how it goes i i it's I feel better already, just just from sort of four or five days, um, and let's let's yeah let's see if where the weight goes. My wife calls intermittent fasting because I know so many people who do it. Basically, the idea is that you're just not eating sixteen hours in between meals. So you have your you have your lunch as your first meal of the day, then you have dinner at an early hour, and then mm. you're apparently intermittent intermittent fasting. And my wife says that's some hipster. She called it hipster anorexia. <laughs> Quite possibly. Quite yeah. Baltic Blades is Craig Tripalio. Um, oh, no. People who do ba- palio generally smell bad. Oh, they don't smell good. What? I can't. <laughs> it's palio. <laughs> it, it, no. It's, it's not good. It's always, it's never these fads. It's zero. None yeah. of these fads. It's got to be a lifestyle change. I agree. Yeah. It's slow and steady wins the race. And I've been kind of yeah. working on, you know, in, eating in a way that I'm not <laughs> miserable. And mm. being on the healthier side for, since I, you know, for 15 years, and now it's like now I'm just like kicking it in, and I just didn't want to be at a certain age. And the doctors say I had a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, just had a heart attack, and he's just oh, a little wow. bit older than I am, and he had yeah. a diet that was just, you know, wasn't great. And he was he exercised, he weightlifted, he was in, you know, but mm. you know he had 90 percent, 90 percent artery blockage. And it's Jeez, like, it geez. gets to the point where I don't want to be in the position. I never wanted to be in the position where I had to make drastic changes later in life. So, I mean, yeah. I started suffering when I was 30. And then now yeah. I can, I could be 100% vegan and be perfectly happy. I'm not, but it's made mm. life I'm, changes I'm, a lot easier. I'm such like an emotional eater. So 
if I'm happy, I need to celebrate. I'll celebrate with with like a big meal. Right. If I'm unhappy, I'm just eating. You know, and if if anything happens, I need cheering up. I can eat if I eat. It makes me. It gives me that little hit, and I feel a little bit better. And it's it's. I know it's all in my head completely. Right. You know? Um, so it's just changing that sort of mentality and, and, and knowing like, well, actually, I don't want this. I, I picked it up just out of habit. I don't really want it. And, you know, w- with with the girls as well, you know, they're, they're, well, they're coming up to three. Um, you know, our job at the moment is to give them as much food as we can put down them. So there's always just food hanging around and right. they're not finishing it. And they're like, well, I don't want to waste it, so I'll eat that. And it's, yeah, it, it's, it's just always there. But now I'm I'm sort of second guessing every time I'm picking up that food. It's like, actually, I, I don't want this really. It was just a habit sticking it in my mouth, you know. Most of the things that people are saying is most of the people, most of people who end up, you know, it's always your relationship with food and how you, when you live, how you, um, why you eat, and that emotional mm. eating is usually a problem. I mean, a problem yeah. in terms of like that's your, that's your issue. Yeah, I've started uh-huh. using an app called LifeSum. And it, it was just to kind of keep track of because it pairs with like I've been riding my bike a lot more. And so it helped with that, too. But even just like being more conscious, like actually logging what you're eating, whatever the fuck it is, whether it's mm. quote unquote good or quote unquote bad, it just being more consciously aware of what you're putting into yourself makes a big difference in in the portions or the kind of food you even eat. Uh, I found I've found a very big difference in the way I'm eating, and it's I I still feel just satiated, and and like I'm getting enough food still. It's just I have a habit of, you know, I grew up uh, with not a lot of money, and so uh, there's like this poor kid inside of me who's just I have to eat everything, or if it, if something's mm. like especially delicious, like I gotta get as much of it as I possibly can because I'm never gonna eat something that delicious ever again. But that's not the reality. That's not my reality yeah. anymore. And so it's also yeah. kind of like for me personally trying to figure that out too, where I got to tell the fat kid inside of me or the starving kid, I guess, more <laughs> more over the starving kid inside of me that it's okay. There's plenty of food. You don't need to yeah. eat everything right now. I think most people sort of eat when they're hungry. That That's what we're, that's what we're designed to do, obviously. Get hungry and eat. But my sort of – the way I've been living the last, I don't know, probably 15 years is – 100% is full, zero is empty. If I'm not 99%, I need to top that up all the time. I need to be, you know, that, that's the way I've been thinking. And it's just like, that's, yeah, and I'm starting to realize that that's not good for, you know, good for no one. Um, so, yeah, it, need, it needs to come off. Yeah. Um, and it, 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 like Jeff said, for me, it can't be a drastic change of something that isn't sustainable. Yeah, um, that doesn't it work. Needs to be, it needs to be a sort of a change of habits completely, you know. Um, by you know, by not just cutting everything out because then that's not going to last. I'm just no. going to break down one day and find myself in the corner crying, feeding chunks of chocolate into my mouth. Yeah, you know, that, that why does that not surprise me? Cheese. Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, and you're cheese. like quart container of wine. I, exactly. I think that. Um, I mean, for me, it was more along the lines of like I haven't had a scale in the house, and we don't want one in the house. And it was more for me preparing for my blood tests because I wanted to make sure that my cholesterol was good. And that turns into, I know what, you know, if you, you know, try to have good cholesterol and not have diabetes, you know what you need to not eat. And it was very, very, um, 
it was easy for easier for me to make those changes, especially with, you know, my girls are, you know, for the most part vegetarian anyway. So mm. we, uh, you know, whatever it yeah. takes, whatever yeah. it takes. Yeah. 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 It's, it's got to happen. But it, I mean, like I, feel stage. It, I feel a huge, I feel a huge difference in the past few months. Huge. I mean, you yeah. can see it in my face. I've lost a, you mm. know, I've lost some weight. Feels yeah. good. No, it's good. It's good. And are you feeling more sort of active and more energized too? I feel, I feel, I feel lighter in my clothes. I feel like I don't have an ass because my pants fall down. I feel <laughs> like I feel I don't have as much weird back pain. Um, I'm. I just feel. I feel like I'm a, now. Now the idea is, is I'm getting the getting the uh, colonoscopy on the heel end of my vacation, which I'm very excited about. I'm getting. You know, I got. I hope we have to talk about it. You know, they're gonna pump me full of the stuff that they killed Michael Jackson propofol and I've been told by a few people 12 years 12 years today by the way he died is that right it is yeah really yeah. 12 yeah. years that's long ago huh? 12 years today yeah well yeah so the people that I've talked to who've gotten it said it is the propofol is the fucking best so I'm gonna be like in gonna like high as okay. yeah so and no well, <laughs> I mean they're gonna have to if they're gonna you know completely fill my colon full of air and stick tubes yards up my hole i mean i would hope i'm high you know so but it, it is interesting um preparing for all that stuff but what i was going to say was i'm trying to get back to a lighter weight so i can actually run better because my last when i did the new york city marathon i had real knee problems and i believe that the more weight I lose, if I can get down to 200 pounds, is really like a very generous, it was a crazy goal, but I'm, I'm shooting for it. It'll allow me to get better in long distance running in terms of my knees. Cause my knees are what I have the big problems mm. with. So I'm a big dude. Yeah. So I'm shooting down for, I got another 25 pounds to go. Are you running again now? No, I'm just walking. And I just, and I know yeah. that I, I talked to my, my doctor's, a bit of an asshole he said to me he's just like you know you're, you're kind of big for long distance running i'm like yeah man i already did the new york city marathon i want to do it again when my kid goes to college my wife my mm -hmm. wife has lost a shit ton of weight and she's running every all she's running all the time she's like she's like a she's turning into like a muscle a muscle and we want to <laughs> we want to we want to do the new york city marathon again. So, well she never got to do it we were going to do it together and then when she was pregnant well she couldn't do it so yeah um excuses, excuses. we're gonna no, but I mean, <laughs> it's not easy getting into the New York City Marathon. There's like, you know, we made the thing and whatever. Yeah, so I'm guessing it's not easy trials, being right? pregnant either. We're yeah. gonna train. We're gonna we're gonna get back into training for it uh, as soon as well. Train seriously for it when we get back when she gets into college. But I'm gonna start running. Yeah. If I lose another 15 pounds, I'm gonna try to get back into running yeah. so I don't fuck my knees. Five Ks, 10 Ks, 20 Ks, and build up. Dude, yeah. half marathon's the move. Half marathon is yeah. my favorite distance. I love What's that 20, 22k 24k something like that. I mean 3k 5k is like when I start to warm up. So yeah. like for me for running like I need 5 miles before I start to feel good. And to me yeah. it's not like it's like I you do get the runner's high and I do get a little bit you know like a stone quality after 6 miles which I kind of like. It's weird. I I do it totally yeah. for the for the feeling weird. So a 10 yeah. A 10K is about... Six miles. Oh. Six and change. Mm. Oh, I'm just trying to figure out what half the marathon is. Kilometers. 13. 13 oh. miles. 13 That's miles. The, I think it's about 22K, I think. 13 miles. Half marathon is my favorite 
race that I could do, I could get out of bed and do because it's like you start to, it's for me, running was always the breathing. And then once you get mm -hmm. the breathing down, you get into like a flow state or like a very meditative state. And it is amazing how, you know, from the waist down, you don't feel anything. And if you're like focusing yeah. on your breath and it was so that in terms of like enlightenment and like meditation, mm -hmm. I could really, I, if I can't do 5k, 5k is like, it's just, it just, it hurts. I need to get past have, five miles and then I kind of go into a weird place. It's great. So have you heard of the gastrothon in, in France? No. So it's a, it's a full marathon, but it's split over two days. And basically you go from winery to winery oh my God. and they, the they feed you, they water you. And most people just walk it, you know, because <laughs> for obvious reasons. Uh, but yes, yeah, the gas, I'll have to send you a link. It, it definitely, I, I see the pictures every week and it just looks incredible. It's brilliant. Siraz, yeah. um, Safraz says Jeff's getting high on life. And I have one more thing to say. My kid, we've been getting, you know, we've been getting our favorite dessert now are like these fucking vitamins, these gummy vitamins. So we got melanin, <laughs> melanin, melatonin. We got melatonin vit vitamins and they mm. like make you sleep hard. So last night, my, so my kid was just like, yeah, I took two once and it was like, it really fucked me up because I was sleeping and I was like having terrible dreams. I'm like, let's see what happens. So I took two of them and I went into this fucking dream world where people were flipping cars over and it was fucking bananas so tonight i'm gonna do three of them and i'm gonna see i'm gonna fucking find the madness i'm like all i woke up and she's like my wife said how do you feel i'm like i feel i, I was in this strange world and now like now i'm gonna be doing a dream exploring i'm gonna be like snorting fucking melatonin gummies and, friday night oh yeah that's, this is my new this is my new bender is like you know weird sleeping uh, dreams and stuff like that it's hilarious uh, so your um your father's days um so jeff you went to the yankees sound like you had a good time great time yeah what Mareka, what you got up to uh we went over to my brother-in-law's house uh they uh him and his family just got a new place that's only about five minutes from where we live and um it, it's this beautiful old i think it was the house was built in the 50s I think there used to be a, like a, a local politician who had the house built. So they have like an old finished basement that has a bar in it and it has a whole second kitchen downstairs. They used to have like caterings and all the like it was this kind nice. of shit where like because we live in the capital city. So these senators or legislators would come in and, the, you know, it was all about the after parties. All That's where all the business was being had. So anyways, they have a mm. great place it's on this beautiful property it's backed up to a wildlife preserve which is like oh, what really? else can you ask for because it's like 200 acres right behind them that's just nothing but just beautiful mm. um so we went over there hung out for brunch uh i drank several mimosas um <laughs> and uh and then we went back to the house and chilled uh in the afternoon and then we went out to my in-laws and i made pizzas and it was a really hot day and I, well, I was doing the pizzas in the sun right in front of the wood-burning oven. Oof. And it, I have a, an infrared thermometer that I use for figuring out how hot it is in there. Mm. And so I was like, oh, I just shot my arm. The surface of my skin was 107 degrees. I was like, oh, no wonder oh. I feel so hot right <laughs> oh, now. Jesus. That's not good. No. Wowzers. Wowzers. No pizza. But I spent. Weather. But it was good. I otherwise. spent Father's Day <laughs> yeah. in a car with right. two shitting toddlers behind me 
um the stench was incredible it was it was yeah it wasn't the most memorable of father's days but uh, i was within a meter of everybody i love you know that's one way to look at it but yeah jesus it it was a hard day it was a long long day bad bad anyway i think that's a show i think that's a show jeff um before we go again because we've tried a couple of times now to find, i want to find out who those balls were off <laughs> what do you mean who these balls were off who sent who, me these, they, who sent who me sent balls? you the balls yeah this show is brought to you by the makery the podcast network for makers At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.